Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Stop Recovery. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb, and we're just glad that you're here with us on Cedar Point's fastest growing podcast where we are real, raw, relational, and sometimes irreverent. And we are, um, can't tell by the look on our face, but we're kind of ticked off to be back here. We recorded this entire thing once already um, and playing around with our new equipment. Apparently, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and so, recorded the whole thing without audio. So, and out of the two things, audio and video, that's the way more important part. Yeah, that is the way more important part. So, um, we kind of debated for a little bit. We just put out the, the video, no sound, see who actually pays attention and engages. And, you know, we decided, yeah, we, you know, we could have done it for sure. Yeah. Just don't make it over just, yeah. Acted like we knew what we were saying and just kind of threw it like a, you know, like chat movie or something. Oh, yeah. Like Godzilla. <laughs> but uh yeah the other thing you can't tell you know on your new monitor or your listening device is the, the real brand is not adequate the air conditioning we think it's now 650 um, and it is hotter than 80s in here so um, this is going to be all sorts of fun so it's going to be a quick episode yeah, it's going to be a quick episode I'm going to have pit stains you know we're just going to we can see if flip the table or flip the mic just now it got too hot we were done so that's right yeah, I'm an incredibly heavy sweater. Just so you know, I mean, nobody asked that, but just yeah. so you know. So yeah, it's, I, you know, people say that too. People say, "Hey, I sweat a lot." I used to say that until I saw Caleb sweating one time at the track. Yeah, and it, it was gross. Like it's one of those things. Like I'm pretty sure if the government knew about it, they would study. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah. Most people, because again, we're in sports and we get we dig way into the weeds on this stuff. It's all really matters. So like the average person. The average sweat loss is around 20, 20 ounces or so an ounce. Yeah, I do uh, mine average is about 15 ounces. Yeah, that's a real thing. I actually know that because that's my name. So, oh, man. Uh, I'll tell you how we do that. But anyway, <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a really heavy sweat. So, yeah, so uh, if we go too long, I would be incredibly excited <laughs> in this room. Um, I'm going to have to sit here and not move hardly anything because any sort of movement is going to increase my body heat. And, uh, yeah. So I just thought of something. You could not have done the scene in Mission Impossible. No. Yeah. <laughs> so it would have been like yeah. catching a fire hose. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that would have been very anticlimactic. We caught one of them. It was like, yeah, just a bucket falls in the water, just falls in the thing. That's what it would have looked like, yeah. So, uh, but, anyways, uh, on to today's topic. Um, we wanted to spend some time um, talking about something that's uh, that's difficult for many, and, and it's honesty. And um, you know, when we when we look at honesty um, just as a whole, it's uh, it's not something we tend to do. You know, I, I haven't met very many just honest people. Um, that sounds bad, but um, it's something we have to learn, make the work towards. And you know, it's one of those things like dishonesty is something that. That we don't have to teach our children um, how to do right. We don't have to teach them how to be selfish, how to be prideful, um, how to be uh, little butts or, or you know, any of that. <laughs> and we don't have to teach them to be dishonest. You know, I've got I've got six kids at home, and you know, each and every one of them. I mean, we have good kids, really, but um, they they all struggle with with honesty because they've convinced themselves that that somehow um, that they can do some type of gymnastics with the truth and. Um, they can get themselves positioned just right that the that lie will somehow lessen the consequences for their actions. And, you know, we, we kind of come to these crossroads all the time um, where it's like, why, why did you lie? Well, I didn't want to get in trouble. And they're like, you know, how's that working out for you right now? And, 
you know, so we go through all the things like, hey, listen, you know, like now I'm gonna have to whoop you um, because a lie in our house is a spanking. It's just like straight across the board. Um, and if you would have just been truthful right here, like we would just had a conversation, like, hey, don't do that to me. I'm stupid. And, and now you've like blown up the, the situation um, with with your dishonesty, and, and this is the place that we're at. And then we arrived the next day thinking that, that maybe they would have learned that lesson, but um, kind of the same same thing over and over again. Uh, my kids are incredibly dense, um, so uh, yeah, we get it from the mother. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that's what we talk. That's like Joe. She listens to this episode. Joe, don't share. Don't share this clip with her. So that yeah, we're gonna put that to highlight it. Yeah, but you know that's and that's a, a thing that we, we develop as children because it's new allergies and adults that we can rely because in the short term, this benefits us, right? What, what's beneficial, you know, just trying to escape these consequences or being honest and you know, maybe I can just get away with it. You know, like, uh, uh, and, and, you know, like the kids think, kind of, that all of us parents are dumb. They felt that we were also children. Yeah. And we did those things, you know, and we, and we know, you know, and we know our kids pretty well. And, you know, my kids, uh, yeah, sometimes they, they try to lie or, you know, mom and I are, are pretty good at uh, poking holes in the story. I just remember this story. Um, <laughs> with that, my uh, my grandparents on my dad's side, heavy smokers. They had lighters everywhere because, you know, back in the day, you bought a car to cigarette, you got a lighter in the bed. There's tons of them. So I go through the house one day, and I'm like, oh, Cairo. Uh, so I steal every lighter from my, my chain-smoking grandmother. Um, I mean, you know, usually she's lighting the other c- cigarette with another cigarette, but occasionally she does need that lighter. And uh, so I've stolen them all. I've stolen them all. There's no lighters left in the house. And she's she's ticked. I mean, yeah, she, yeah. she needs that. Yeah. She needs that nicotine. <laughs> so she's asking all the kids, you know, where where are my lighters? And she probably wasn't seeing it nice like that at all. But but I do remember, like, um, I, I got scared. My grandma was scary. She still is scary. <laughs> but all the lighters in a 32 ounce cup. Like I filled a 32 ounce cup with this lighter. And I put it. Um, in one of her flower beds, and I would got her. And I was like, Grandma, I found all your lights. <laughs> I don't know how they got there. <laughs> Just sitting here, like, and in my my child mind, like this was the best. Like this was a great story. Um, this was foolproof, you know, airtight alibi that these these lighters magically appeared in this thirty times job. So I got my butt whipped. <laughs> no, she didn't buy it. Yeah, she didn't buy it at all. She buy it. Yeah. 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 But that's what, you know, that's exactly, we, we think we're going to escape these consequences by coming up with a lie. And what we're doing is, um, you know, really setting ourselves up for, for greater failure or falling or for, for larger consequences down the road because instead of dealing with, with whatever it was we were expecting in the first place, when, when it was kind of a minor issue, now it's becoming a bigger issue. You know, even if you get away with it the first time, well, that that's going to reinforce that behavior, right? And so, because they think they're always getting away with it. What, you know, and again, while it may help you escape that initial consequence, well, you know, ultimately, when people are like, oh, well, you can't trust that guy because he's a liar. Like, you, you lose your friends, you, you eventually you know, start lying about bigger and bigger things, and so when you do finally get caught, the consequence is that so and so forth, which is what we're going to do. 
slope, you know, the slippery slope where you really go down it and you're like, I'm getting to that slope. Yeah. You heard you had that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally got it control. Yeah. So there's three three different areas we can talk about today that Number one is being honest with yourself, right? So being honest with yourself is meaning that we are, we're not, we're going to stop making excuses for our behavior. So that's, that's a good place to start where we're, we're going to be honest about what, what it is that we're doing and, uh, you know, doing a, a little bit of a self-check or what we call self-awareness, right? Self-awareness is it's very lacking with people nowadays, um, but uh, being honest about the uh, you know, your, your reasons. So, so what we find in recovery and addiction is, you know, you start to, you start to find a, a way to, to explain away your behavior, right? So you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to hang out with my friends. You know, I'm, I'm giving up my alcohol, but my buddies, my drinking buddies are inviting me to a bar, but I don't have to drink, but I can go and still have a good time and hang out with my friends. Okay, so that's that's what we're going to do not be very honest with yourself because obviously that you're, you're setting yourself up and, and then what you're doing is you're rationalizing and coming up with you know, what we call mental, mental gymnastics in order to somehow explain away this behavior that you're about to engage in that is not beneficial for you. And um, uh, that, that, that's, that's a, in recovery, we see this stuff all the time. That's not being honest, right? You, you see that with the, the people that jump from relationship to relationship, you know, failed relationship after failed relationship after failed relationship. Oh, this guy's different. You know, uh, he, he really loves me, even when, you know, he verbally abuses me, but he's different than the last one, because he said he really loves me this time, okay, whatever, so you're lying to yourself. Yeah, you know, I think uh, the person I lie to the most um, at this point in time is myself, um, and, uh, you know, as men, you know, we kind of all do that, it's, it's funny, you know, guys always think they look better than they actually do, or... <laughs> you know, whatever, and that's kind of where the deceit starts with us. Um, but um, it, it, it is about all sorts of stuff. I, I've convinced myself that I can do things in time frames that I can't, um, that I can accomplish things just in life that's not not realistic. Um, I'm, I'm fairly confident that I can still just whoop anybody in, in the world, even though I've never been good at fighting at all, and, and I've always got my, my butt pommeled. <laughs> you know, um, and when I was in addiction, um, I lied to myself constantly. You know that that it wasn't as big of an issue as it was. Um, I remember, especially with my alcoholism, that was one of the, the areas I liked about the most because I was an adult and I was starting to become embarrassed about um, just kind of the depth of, of everything. When I was a teenager, it was all kind of like cool. You know, I could kind of play it off, you know, with the drugs and, and everything. But as an adult, you know, I started spending time with people who were like actually responsible and so like you can drink a damn lot of beer you know um you know beer plus you know 12 others <laughs> or some shots or um and full bills or whatever and, and um you know it's just this complete dishonesty it's not an issue it's not a problem i function i made good money in my addiction so you know so that wasn't a problem i where's my bottom i didn't have it um but i'm reminded of a couple of verses when it talks about being honest with yourself one is uh, romans 12 Starting in verse 3, it says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think that you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith that God has given us. Um, so I like that, that last part I want you to hold on to, measuring yourself by the faith that God has given us. And then we see in uh, Psalms 139, 23 through 24, 
Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And so when it comes to this honest evaluation, um, well, again, you know, like I established earlier, um, I, I lie to myself more than anybody. So uh, being honest with myself can be kind of difficult because my lens is dirty, right? It's, it's skewed. Um, it's always in my favor. Um, again, we can just... We can see that by the fact that, you know, I, in spite of my receding hairline and, and dad bod, you know, I'm just super sexy. And in fact, you know, in spite of the fact I'm 5'7 and, you know, a little pudgy, you know, I'm also the Hulk, you know. So, so clearly I can't, I can't evaluate everything in my life, honestly. So what do we do? We go to God's word, right? Um, measure yourself by the faith that God's given you. And then we look at Psalm 23, uh, 139. Uh, 139 verse 23 through 24 search me oh god so uh, we begin to to want to measure ourselves um honestly not as evaluation is through the lens of god what does god say what is god's word what is god's truth um and, and that needs to, to be our yardstick here yeah you know that's that's the thing and that's that's the beginning of uh, being honest with ourselves is to start challenging all of our, our beliefs about you know what we believe about ourselves and, and our motivations especially with really in the recovery is to start challenging our, our, our motivation so when you say um, you know like um, you, know, you start like I said we do start doing those mental gymnastics where you're, you know I'm gonna go out with my friends and do this thing and what you're doing is, is, you're, is you're trying to put your toe in the pool basically uh, so you can see how you do it but you really want to get in there right so it, it, that's you really want to engage in it your addiction again and then so what you'll do is you'll, you'll, you'll well i'll just i'm just going to go here here and what you're doing is you're setting yourself up to be right on the edge of it so then you know then, then that turns into well i'll just you know i'll just have a drink it, it'll be okay because i mean it's not a big deal and this is this mind based stuff right this is us rationalizing this is this, you know, so thinking this gymnastics mental gymnastics just so we can start and what we just need to say is like, no, I, I'm really feeling the urge to engage in the struggle again. That's what, that's what being honest is. And so when your friends call you up and say, hey, let's go out and drink, you know, let's, we know you're trying not to drink, so let's go out and hang out. But you know, you don't have to drink, just come hang out with us. Um, and you, and you want to do that. Being honest with yourself would look like, say, hey, listen, guys, uh, you know, I can't, I can't do that in that capacity because right now I really want to have some beer. And if I come out with you, I'm gonna do that. That's what being honest would say. And being honest would be like, hey, let's let's go hang out at you know the park without any fear or whatever, some place where you're not gonna have that temptation. And that's that's where you start to actually be honest with yourself. So honest about motivation. Um, you know, I mean, if it's if for people that you know struggle with food, you know, you go into the store and like, well, I'm just gonna buy this bag of chips because. I, I just have a few at a time or whatever and it's like you no know, you know for well you're gonna go home and just eat the whole thing. <laughs> you know and it's, but you, you you will lie to yourself and say well this is not the food um it's just gonna be a bit i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna act like i have control over things and, but i'm just gonna put myself in a situation <laughs> to lose control and then and then when i do it it'd be like well you know it was just this one time but, you know you're, you're just lying to yourself and so so being honest with yourself is, is being honest about your motivations, your certain, uh, certain, but just the other things that, uh, you know, mainly motivations, just why, why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, another way that we need to be honest with ourselves is to stop making excuses about our behavior. You know, so like when Aaron and I came here, 
quite much more on to record a, a podcast and uh, don't record audio. So we can make excuses about, well, the computer should have worked right. And all this stuff. It's like, no, we should have just, we should have checked in beforehand and we didn't. Um, you know, so now we're kind of fussed about it. <laughs> by having to, to record again in a really hot room. Um, but, you know, that's the thing. Uh, and we see that so much is between prediction and I'm using We all know people that are like this. Like, they can't ever take responsibility for their own actions, right? They always have to make an excuse. Um, you know, we all said, as I'm talking about this right now, I'm sure we all have that person in our mind that's popping in there that we're like, yeah, I know this guy, that, this girl, that, you know, they, every time you try to, hey, you know, we should have done this or that, they always have an excuse. They always have a reason. And that's, that's, that's another version of stopping yourself, right? Not taking any sort of responsibility. Because if you can always blame somebody else, you know, blame somebody else, blame uh, the, the world or the, you know, your circumstances or your equipment or whatever for why uh, your life is the way it is, then you don't need to take responsibility. And that's, that's the other, you know, that's the third dollar word is responsibility. That is a very good way to do it. Um, and then kind of next we want to look at, you know, are we still still doing what, what we should, what we, kind of what we began with? Um, you know, uh, recently I had a conversation with a guy and he'd, he'd kind of fallen. Um, he was doing real great and he gets at this place where um, kind of things fall apart and, and first you know I asked him well, how'd you get here and uh, so he tells me well I think it was I think it was this and, and I look at that decision I could see that that wasn't really the starting point for all of this and so I said well how'd you get there and, and we kind of went back a few steps and the thing I was trying to get him to see um, in, in his case in particular is that he had um, He'd fallen away from the core, right? And the core was, you know, going to church, reading the word, being in prayer, being in fellowship, serving, um, right? He had all these good gifts from God that, um, and I say gifts, you know, like sarcastically, that, that pulled him away from God and, and allowed him to drift to a place where um, his health um, spiritually wasn't the way that it should be. And, and that's what caused this. And, and so often we're not, we're not honest about that, that, you know, are we doing what we should? And we do make excuses, you know, um, a job's a good thing. And maybe it is a gift from God, but if it leads you away from being able to, to attend church, to read your Bible, to spend time in prayer, no, that's not from God, that's from the enemy, right? He's, and he's, he's, you know, he's pulled you away with something that's very enticing. Um, all, all good things um, can be gifts or, you know, are gifts from God, but um, not all things that we perceive are, as good are, are good, you know? That's not that's not a good thing. It's a bad thing. And so um, relationships can be great. If a relationship, you know, pulls you away from the things that you were doing to be healthy spiritually, that's, that's not a gift from God. It's like, oh, God brought me this man, sexy woman, and, you know, I just I don't have time for church. I don't have time for fellowship. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah we know we uh, – there's there's certain things in, in you know, practicing and habits and things that we do, uh, both, you know, in our, in our faith, but also just in our personal life, you know, when we talk about the world of health, you know, you don't go work out uh, for a time until you kind of achieve a level of fitness, and you're like, okay, I'm good, I'm going to do that. No, you have to keep going. If you want to stay that way, you have to keep going. If you want to be stronger or better, you have to keep going. And that, that's how our faith is, and that's, you know, we see this all the time in recovery, that people do well, or they, they see an improvement in their life because they're going to church, and they're engaging in Good spiritual relationships and the word, and they're, you know, they're um, trying to shape their, their life around um, 
Jesus and um, live, a, live a life that's focused on Him, they'll do good. And, and so they, they have the fruits, you know, they, they start you know, noticing changes in their life, doing life differently. And then they kind of go, well, I'm doing good, so I'm going to stop doing all this stuff. And then they, you know, within a month, they're back from addiction. They're just, you know, we haven't seen them in a while. And, you know, they see, you know, a few months go by and they can wander back into recovering on Monday night hungover and they're like, oh, I'm a mess. And they're like, what happened? Well, I stopped doing everything you guys talked about. <laughs> oh, that was, that was dumb, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's like, but, but it, it, you know, they, but they're lying to themselves, you know? And what they, the lie that you buy into is, is well, I've got this under control now. There isn't a, there isn't a level of thriving in, in this life when it comes to living a spiritual life, a Christian life. There isn't a place where you get to well, I've attended, you know, 1,500 uh, church services, so I have, I am now free. You know, I don't have to do that because I have you know, filled that requirement in my church going, you don't, that's not how it works. I was going to say three years, but you know, uh, it's kind of under attack, but three years. So, yeah. um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, well, I read through the Bible once. Okay, I'll do it again. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Because, because each time you go through it, you're a different person as you go through it. Each time it speaks to you in a different way. Each time it grows you in a different way. So you just keep, keep reading. Well, I prayed that one time. I said, Jesus, go. Keep praying. Yeah, keep praying. I mean, and so uh, that's, but yeah, that's what people do. They, they start to think, well, I've got it in control, and so, and then they fall away and they stop doing all these things that got them out of the, the, the despair that they were in, uh, and then they fall back in. Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, honesty with yourself means that we are, you know, we're not lying to ourselves, we're not telling ourselves that we have things under control, uh, that we're not making excuses for our behaviors, that we're trying to take responsibility for those things, um, that we're honest about our motivations. So one of the other areas that we want to talk about is honest about our circumstances. So, uh, you know, this is a, a thing where we see it in recovery a lot is, uh, you know, well, I, you know, I can't get ahead, you know, financially, and, um, you know, and all my stuff's always breaking down, and so you're always under a lot of stress, and, um, and that leads into drinking pot or whatever because it's just trying to feel good because life sucks, you know, at a, at, a, at a physical, you know, financial level, and you're like, well, are you, are you working? Do you have a job? Well, I work at a clerk line. Yeah. At, you know, McDonald's. Oh, okay. You know, we just go upstairs to that place and say, I just don't have a problem with that. And then, then nothing gets you know, part-time McDonald's. So, okay, well, if you want to have a certain level of, you know, financial stability, you need to make more than you spend. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make $800 a week, you need a job that will supply $800 a week. So, um, and I'm not in any place that anybody works, but if that's your goal, realistically to achieve that goal, you have to have something that can adequately supply that need. Yeah, and, I, and you know, this seems really simple for some people. Like, why are they spending time on this? Because we do it, <laughs> and and it's and it's not just financial. You know, it's uh, relational. Well, I, you know, I'm on my, I'm about to get married again for the fifth time. Uh, how's that going to work? Have you done anything different than for, for this one? Well, it was all them. 
Right. Because it was everybody yeah. else's. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't their problem. Yeah. Right. They're not the common denominator. Yeah, anything. right. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, there, there's certain things about your life that you need to start taking responsibility for. There's a trade that I work But, you know, if, if you're, you're in a place and you're like, well, I don't like where I'm at, you know, in my life, whether it's financially, maybe relationally, uh, you know, career-wise, uh, you, you, you can't sit there and go, well, it's not my fault. Well, I mean, maybe something that's not my fault, too. A lot of it is. Yeah. I mean, and it, and and a lot of it is in the, in the fact that like you can make choices to change and to do something. And that's always the phrase we use here: is if you want to change your life, you have to change your life. So, if, you know, if part-time McDonald's job is not giving you the level of income that you want, you need to go get another job. <laughs> and if you can't find, you know, like maybe, well, I can't find a job that pays me. Okay, well, maybe what you need to do is. Uh, go to some sort of school, or, or I'm going to go to a trade school, or, or, or college, or I'm going to get, I'm going to make myself more desirable to the market in order to draw a higher income. And maybe that means working two jobs to help pay for school, or maybe it means, you know, kind of burning the candles at both ends so you can work during the day and you know, stay up and draw on classes at night. And that's tough. I get it. I'm not saying that's easy. Uh, but, you know, if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. I've shared this story before. That you know what? Uh, before we had kids, uh, we both worked and uh, you know full time, and then we uh, found out we were pregnant. Well, I didn't know I was pregnant; she was pregnant. I was just going through that. And then, but then we found out we had twins. We we're going to have twins at our first ultrasound. And, you know, research that and find out that you know pretty much every mom who has twins is born on bed rest. So it's like okay, so I know that down the line here in a few months, my wife. Really work, so we could have just sat on that and been like, "Well, I hope this works out for us." <laughs> or, consequently, what I did was go, "I need to start finding more income now and, and, and saving this." So when this comes, we're prepared. And so I did. I mean, I was one of the highest educated nine-time graduates at Brookville Public Schools. I was sit there, you know, with my college degree, cleaning bathrooms and stuff because because it worked with my schedule and it was both. And, you know, I don't. Um, I don't care what I do, I just do what I need to do. And I did that for a number of months. And as soon as like I was at work, and I was at work at the gym and got injured, I was like, uh, I'm going to labor. Okay. Told my boss, hey, I'm leaving. And I never saw him again. Because <laughs> I, I was like, I'm done with this. You know, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but I did what I needed to do. You know, to, to, so you're saying you quit about two weeks now? Not that bad. But, uh, just, just know, you know, Caleb ever comes asking for a job. He's the kind of guy that'll leave you hanging. That was the only time. But, um, yeah, I told him I'm working. Anyway, uh, I did include him once he did two weeks. Anyway, but that's what, you know, that's the thing, though, is that you have to look at your circumstances and say, what, what, what about this that I don't like? What is, what about my life right now? that I don't like. And I'm going to be honest about, okay, how much of a role did I play in this? And I said, maybe not all of it's your fault. That's okay. Um, sometimes crap happens to this. Um, but what we can do is, okay, what can I do now to change this? Is 
that mean I have to go through some struggles for a little bit of time until I get out of to get myself out of whatever it is I'm in? Maybe that's the case. You have to be willing to do those things. Um, you know, maybe it is stuff that has happened to us that's not our fault. Okay, well, how can I change my attitude about it in order to change my my outlook on life? You know, uh, a lot of a lot of bad stuff happens to people, and we experience a lot of that in recovery. Have gone through a lot of trauma or whatever, and, and there's nothing wrong with kind of having a moment and some time to to process that. Uh, but at some point, you, you're going to want to get up and start living your life, and, and because we're called to live a life, it's called to live a life. God gives us the ability to do that, he gives us gifts and, and things and a purpose. And um, I don't, I'm pretty sure God's never called me to just sit in school and think of that. I'm pretty sure that God calls us to do that. And so, um, you know, we have to say, okay, well, how, you know, I've had my time to, to process this. Or, you know, for example, it's like, you can visit Pity City, but you can't visit or something like that, or yeah. something like that. Pray that. Some, some, like some that. sort of perfect thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, maybe maybe he'll listen again. Listen, I want to. So, if you're listening, but be honest about your circumstances and be honest with yourself about what you Yeah, um, and you know, when it comes to circumstances, you know, outside of you know, I know we focused a lot on you know, kind of monetary, you know, there, but. They could, they could just be your family. Uh, maybe you got a toxic trash family in your life. Uh, and so dump your family. That's what he said. Maybe your circumstance is that, you know, you got to cut some of them out. <laughs> oh, that's where, yeah, that's where I'm going. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, just because they're blood <laughs> doesn't mean that they're good for you. That's true. I'm stepping right in that. You know, totally. Um, I was yeah. thinking more of like your immediate family, like your wife. And your kids. Oh, no. I'm talking like, like yeah, cut them out. Like, <laughs> no, I'm talking like, you know, outside, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I see so many people, it's like they're, they're carrying around the dad or mom that's, you know, getting them higher drunk. And I'm, like, I'm trying to get clean, but, you know, she just won't stop giving me drugs when I go around her. And I don't know what to do. She's my mom and I love her and she loves me or she, he's my dad. Or, no, he's don't be my buddy. It's like, why don't you stop talking to him? I'm like, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> He, he doesn't love you. Yeah. He's getting you high all the time. Uh, and I mean, again, it's ridiculous. That sounds we see it. Or oh, yeah. um, I've, I've seen situations where parents are um, financial mooches off of, yeah. of families, and they're they're struggling. They're trying to make it. They can't get a leg up. And it's just like you don't have to keep giving them money. But <laughs> you do your. This is your family. You take care of your family that you're responsible for, wife and children. Um, and anything outside of that, if it's not a cool setting. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's what Father said. But man, just reason the man will leave the other father leave his wife in the flesh. Or... <laughs> but yeah, so, so cut off those those hanging branches off that branch tree. That was a fun little tangent. Yeah. Alright, and we have a little episode on that too. I don't know what it is, but if you go back in our little, you know, our episodes, we'll talk about that. So, uh, anyway, alright, so let's move on to the next step. <laughs>
about to start it this way. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing it's a little bit Anyway, lastly, since we are talking about recovery, uh, we want to be honest with you. Support you. All right. So, you know, we, we don't necessarily teach uh, uh, accountability partners and sponsors here. We have, we, you know, we're more of a fan of mentor style that you get yourself a bunch of mentors to support you and help hold you accountable. Um, but that only works if you're honest. You know, if you're going to go in and lie to all those people, one, you're not going to have to do it very well. They're not going to trust you. And um, two, the, the whole point of them being around you is one, to you know, give you some good healthy relationships, but two, just to help you get help. So if you're in there thinking, you're, I'm going to, you know, or I, I, you know, I've drank for whatever since the last time I saw you, they're going to ask me if I'm okay, I'm just going to push the lie. And you think you're being slick or something, so you're not. You're, you're, those people, you know, they care about you, but, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you're the one who's paying. You're the one who's paying for being dishonest, trying to hide things from people. So, you know, have I had people, I've had people lie to me about their situation or something. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm doing good. Okay, you know what? You know what I did? I went home and slept just fine. I'm not going to do it. And I care about people that, you know, that I'm trying to help support and I want the best for them, but they're not going to make the effort to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, and, you know, when it comes to, to being honest with a support group, I know this, we, we run a men's house, one of the things that we, we do, and I tell all the guys coming in, um, listen, um, honesty provides you a path forward in the program. Dishonesty provides you the door. And um, and I'm very, I'm very hard nosed on on lying um, in this particular setting because of the fact that um, if if you're if you're gonna lie to me, I can't help. There's nothing I can do. It's just a waste of my time. It's a waste of your time. Um, in this particular setting, it's also a waste of a bed that we could have somebody in there that we could actually reach. Um, and and that's how that's what. It, how big of a deal this is, um, because you know if you if you you close the door, that's what happens when you when you lie to those people that God's placed in your life to journey with you. You shut the door. You're not allowing them to fulfill the role and the function that God intended them to um, to have in your life. Um, and there there's nothing that they can do. They're just they're just there to, to breathe and take up space at that point. Um, it's not until we're we're open, real, and honest with people around us that that they can journey with us that. Um, you know, God's word says, you know, uh, friend sharpens, or uh, iron sharpens iron, it's a friend sharpens, uh, where are the wise in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend sharpens, okay. Yeah, see, this is what I'm taking. It's just, my brain's done. <laughs> uh, iron sharpens iron, it's a friend sharpens a friend, right? So, um, we, if we're not being honest, there's there's no sharpening that can take place. You know, we can't, we can't support each other. We can't do anything. Um, so we need to be honest with those people that, that God's placed in our lives, uh, even if it's embarrassing, even if we um, if we feel shame and guilt. That's the enemy. You know, that's not that's not God. Um, so we need to push past that and just lean into truth um, and and allow people to journey with us. We see so often, you know, people will will fall and then they don't want to own it um, and then they run away. Um, then on the other hand, we have a smaller number of people, much smaller, that mess up. Um, and then come back, and you know what? They're they're honest, and they're met with open arms. We get the journey together. They get to get back on track, rather than being off on one for the next year, <laughs> you know, and, and losing more of their life and 
and damaging things more. So that's kind of the kind of the difference. So we need to lean into the people that's placed around us and just be honest with our support group. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's one of the things that makes us different is that we show people is that we we, we preach the difference between like relapse and relapse, where relapse is a temporary setback and you know, relapse is full blown back to our, whatever our addiction was. And um, you know by being honest with your support group, like you're talking about, and our experiences with our people bad people come hey I, I messed up I regret a thing uh, you know or whatever and uh, but as soon as I did you know I knew I messed up and uh, you know here I am I thought you guys know and we're like hey man in, in every in every circumstance I've been there's somebody who's not as you know we've been in support group you know kind of capacity uh, we've all been like hey dude, we're so proud of you for for owning that and I mean we've been it's just nothing but support and love and encouragement for somebody who's been honest about uh, their circumstances. And, and, um, and you know, in, in almost a lot of those cases, that that person that that's their that's their one little mistake. You know, they make that one mistake, they they realize it, and they they come back and they're like, hey, you know, not all these people hate me or they're not shaming me, and I, I don't need to be embarrassed. Um, you know, they still love me, they're still encouraging me. And that helps get it back, back on the path. Um, whereas we've seen where people, you know, they also go and mess up and, and then they, you know, they lie about it. And they're not forthcoming with it. And they continue, you know, they, they play it, they, they put on a good face for the week. Then on the weekend, they're going and doing it. And next thing you know, that weekend's leading into the week. And then they pull on it. And then, you know, like we talked about, we, we they'll disappear for a while. And then they finally come back, maybe. And then we're like, <laughs> what happened? Maybe. And they're like, well, you know, there for a while, I started, you know, started drinking again on the weekend. It was just every Saturday. They never told anybody. And, you know, and then and they hit it. And then it, uh, you know, ended up turning into a full blown addiction. It's like, we could just get honest with this. Maybe we could actually work through it. We could figure out ways to, to kind of safeguard things to help you prevent, you know, falling back into that. Because we're not, we're not, you know, we're kind of an objective third party. We're not going to be in the middle of whatever it is you're struggling with. So we can tell you, hey, maybe try this. Maybe, you know, when you start feeling this way or, you know, on Saturday at 7 o'clock, you want to do that. But we know, you know, we can be there and help, help you figure that stuff out. But if you're not going to be honest, you know, you're on your own. And that's never good for anybody in the addiction to be on their own. <laughs> Absolutely not. Man, we're just grateful that you guys were able to join us. Please check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you uh, scroll and, and just gather your social media. Um, but uh, we're, we're grateful for you. We'll see you right back here next week.